Steve Mathis production. Check it out, Pulp MX fans. We're proud to announce iPhone users can now get the official Pulp MX app from the App Store and have archives, show drops and technical info, stories, and even exclusive bonus Pulpcasts not available anywhere else. As always, use the Mathis code at btosports.com, and when buying from Amazon, click the banner on pulpmx.com to show your support. It's the Steve Mathis Show, brought to you by RacerX, presented by BTOsports.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX Podcast Show. I'm your host, Steve Mathis, as usual. With me on the line, a longtime privateer hero, the, uh, a guy who finished top 10 three times in 125 Supercross, top 10 500 Nationals, uh, all-around good guy, maybe one of the more talented guys to never get a really good shot, and that's uh, the Pacific Northwest's Lance Smale. Lance, what's up? Not too much, man. Just living life up here in the Northwest and uh, raising a family and you know, staying busy, yeah. still riding quite a bit, and just having a good time. Cool, yeah. Hey, thanks for doing this for me. I appreciate it. I know I ran into you at Seattle, I think, a couple of years ago, and I got your number, and I was like, I just got to keep this number handy. I'm wanting to do one of these with you for a while. Well, cool. I appreciate it. You know, it's uh, it's always nice to talk to people I've known for years and yeah, talk about my favorite sport. I would have first met you, I guess, when I worked for Birdwell, when I was a mechanic for Birdwell, probably. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it would have been right around then. Somewhere. 97, 98, something like that. I can't yeah. remember. 96? I don't remember when you started. Yeah, I worked for 97 and 98, so it would have been those, two, yeah, those two years. Um, yep. So, hey, uh, what's going on with you? What are you doing for a living? You're still riding. What do you ride, and how much do you ride? I ride quite a bit. Uh, you know, normally more than lately. I took a crash a couple months ago, and that always slows you down, you know, a little bit. But mm-hmm. I got a KX450. It's, a, it's an older one, and... Uh, an 06 KX250 two-stroke. I just, wow. I'd rather ride the two-stroke most of the time just because I have more fun right. just playing on it. Mm-hmm. Um, when I race, I know I have to ride the 450, but it doesn't really matter what I ride. I I ride a 500 sometimes. I got an old <laughs> 500 that I keep and play on that. So <laughs> right. but whatever, you know, anything that's got a throttle, I'm riding, you know. Right. Uh-huh. Um that's cool. Uh, our, training our... kids. I'm training kids, and I'm, I'm doing more on the physical side. Uh-huh. I train kids from high school for sports and, and whatnot because my kids are so into sports. And yeah. I kind of feel – I, I kind of enjoy that a little bit more when I'm doing the physical side of stuff because then I don't, you know, delve into riding technique as much. I mean, I love teaching the technique, but yeah. I think that people can go so much farther when they're in shape yeah. than just, you know, riding proper. I think you need to be in shape to do this sport. I'm so, old school. Some would say that maybe the reason why you could have been in better shape when you raced because you certainly were talented. Yeah, hey, there's all. I think you can always be in better shape. Yeah, I, yeah. even when I'm in great shape and have won works races or done whatever, mm-hmm. I'll be like, you know, I was slowing down a little bit. I could have maybe been a little better shape. Right. You know, right. I mean, there's always something more you can you can figure out and do for yourself. Uh, man, you you uh, you held a national number for geez, ten years, twelve years, something like that. It's crazy. Twelve years. I had twelve numbers. I got points in thirteen seasons and yeah. and didn't get a number once in there. I think, but I, yeah. twelve. Yeah, twelve numbers. You uh, you happy with the way everything ended? Like you happy with your career? You never got a factory shot, but um, you know, happy with it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, 
I didn't get the factory shot for the teams that a lot of guys want. I did have that factory ride with KTM, and that was cool because you're supplied with everything you need to go racing. And at the time, the bikes that we had were the best they could produce, you know, and it was kind of a transitional time for them. Mm -hmm. And then I left before their good bike came out. But, (laughs) yeah, yeah, I would have liked the shot, but I could have did stuff different too. You know, early on in my career, I could have did things differently and learned the game and and did the right things and maybe got that shot. But no one to blame but me on that. You know, um, or, or what, you know, I don't blame anything, but just the way it worked out. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, uh, yep. How much you follow sport nowadays? How much are you uh, reading, watching and, and all that? Um, some guys, uh, some guys let it go a little bit, but how much for you? hundred percent. Oh yeah. On yeah. Okay. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. I don't miss the race. I don't miss, oh, I cool. don't miss a day racer X online. Nothing. Everything. I just, it's yeah. my passion. My kids love it. My girls love it. We just, everything. Wow. You know, oh, that's and cool. now that my boy's riding more, he's 10, um, it's it's just so much more exciting for me to go out and watch him ride, and we'll talk about the races. Oh, the races are going to be on Saturday. Yep, we got to be here at this time, and da da and watch it. And yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. all the way through. It's just, so I enjoy it as much, if not more now. Right. And, and did you ever think you'd see the day where you saw a six-time uh, national champion coming from your area, your neck of the woods, Ryan Villapoto, huh? That's got to be cool. You know, that way cool. Um we knew he was something else, you know, really good when he was young and the way he rode and his intensity and his focus and um, and all that. But I honestly, you, you just never imagine yeah. that he's going to take it like he did and do what he did on the little bike. And the way he rides the big bike is, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a new style of intensity and determination. It's, now, it's great. He was eight, he was born in like 86, 87 or something. But do you remember him? Do you uh, Did you have run-ins with him oh, yeah. when he was on 80s or – Anything like that? Just, uh, yeah, I actually, I saw him ride the first time at a local track called Jolly Rogers. He's on a 60, uh-huh. and you could already tell, okay, this kid's got it figured out. He's right, eight right. years old or whatever, right. you know, he's ripping and full control of his bike, and um, that was good. And then 01, um, 01 or 02, I think 01 through 02, I did a few riding lessons with him and, and oh, what okay. you know, helped him yeah. out, and spent one full day at the racetrack showing him how to suck jumps up yeah, yeah. before the bubble scrub was started. That was like super funny all day long uh, yeah. showing him how to do it, you know? And finally at the end of the day he was doing it and it was a, it was just a cool day, right, right. you know, but I've stayed friends with him and followed him forever. Right. You know? uh, that's cool. And then uh, also Josh Hill, another guy, uh, except for his crash, man, he was on his way and you know, oh, still yeah. fighting back oh, from Josh that, but, but yep. s- same idea coming from your neck of the woods, which I mean, you had the, you had the Chuck sons, you had the Larson brothers yourself, but Pacific Northwest, uh, you know, didn't always pump out the uh, the great champions like 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 Hill. No, or you know, and that you're right. It's and it's not like uh, we don't have the talent because right now we have a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had the Eric Eaton's back then too, and the guys he won a national. Yep. There's McCormick, Huffman. A lot of talent came out of up here, and I think some of the deal is our winners are brutal, and we got a lot of mud riding, and yeah, you know, it develops good riders. But I also think it takes away from some of the focus that an all, you know, season state can get. Right, right. And I think that can deter, you uh-huh. know, careers and do different things with it. And, you know, but as far as, a, I mean, we're not, we're, we're a good hotbed of motocross right now in the whole Northwest. A lot of good riders always have been. And, mm-hmm. you know, Josh could have been champ too, for yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, he had all the skills and actually did, I think, one school with him years ago and another kid that was just great on a bike at a young age. And he's got another one coming too. Yeah, I know, huh? Yeah, uh, we saw. I saw him at the Monster Energy Cup. 
for the first yeah. time. And uh, yeah, he's pretty legit, yep. no doubt. He's gonna, he's he gonna go good. far. Yeah. Um. So when you ride now, so you race now? You mentioned you still you line up in the vet classes or or can yeah, you still? Yeah, hey, I do whatever. You know, I'm I'm 41 and I still. You know, in my mind, you know, you still think <laughs> yep. you can do it and go just as fast. And for the most part, I can ride pretty good. And I, so I still race the local pro class when I do and the vet class. Yeah. I hang, you know, I keep up I would for think, the most part, yeah. but there's things that you just can't do anymore. Right. You know, and <laughs> right, it's, right. that's the way it goes when you get older. And, <laughs> well, but it's the competition. It doesn't really matter. I just like the competition. I mean, I can ride all day and practice, but yeah. there's nothing like lining up and, battling that's cool hey and there is also i think you're one up by realizing that there's something you can't do anymore you know what i mean like some guys sure. haven't let that go and that's when you yeah. get in trouble where you're like hey i'm 41 yep yep <laughs> you, know? you know and i stay riding with the young guys too and, yep. and uh some of the local talent and and they haul you know and and they push me and right. you know and, but i do know some you know if it's a gnarly rhythm section forget about it yeah. I'm good. I'm going to just not clip that jump and go into the next one and go over the bars. I've done that too many times, right? Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> let's uh, – and so, uh, well, let me ask you this. Uh, what do you think of all the injuries we've had this year uh, in the sport? It's, it sounds like you're following it, like you said, intently. And yeah. Is it just one of those years, or is it uh, – do we have a problem here? Mm, I don't think – I don't think that we've got a bad problem or anything. I think this year was just a lot of fluke deals. Uh-huh. I think that Reed – one of the smoothest, best riders out there sat back a little far for the seat bounce. Like, you know, that happens. Yeah. Um, Canard's deal freak. Him and Morris, what do you do on yeah. a situation like that? That yeah. was just terrible luck. You know, Wyndham pushing hard, toe was hanging down. That happens. I mean, I, you know, I don't think that. I mean, our, over RV's, his head. RV's you know, crash. I don't. Yeah. I don't think so. RV's crash could have happened, you know, at your local track. Oh, you know, so. for sure. Yeah. You know, I did something to my knee last weekend and I'm. I don't know what I did. You know, sometimes things just happen when you're riding hard. And yeah. His deal just didn't get toe out quick enough. Toe, you know, caught the ground, bam, all yeah. the way around instantly. Yeah. So I don't want to say, you know, I, obviously the bikes are way better. They're going to be doing more stuff. They're going to push themselves. But the bikes also work way better, too. They do. You know, yep. so you can handle a 450 in those situations a lot better than the older 426s and and you know they were burly heavy long kind of scary now they're super good responsive mm-hmm. they slow down good so i think that you know i think it's just one of those years one of those times the guys are pushing hard and you're gonna hit the dirt every now and then yeah i mean uh, you know i worked for ferry as a mechanic for him for three four years and uh the the, the 450 the yz 426 420 450 jump on and off uh, a super super cross tabletops. And, I mean, you had to be really careful on the throttle or that thing was hesitating and bucking you over, you know. They don't do that oh, anymore. Sure. You know, they just don't do that anymore. So No, they even the 08 I'm on was way better yeah. than an 04. Yeah. And the bikes now are yeah. they're unreal. They're, yeah, Everyone they get on, I just go, this, these the guys nowadays that go buy new bikes, they're just yeah. so fortunate how good these motorcycles are. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and the fuel injection is amazing. That's really helping yeah. the hiccup, you know, because you don't like that little hiccup that a four-stroke can do. It'll hey, if, uh, quick. Hey, if someone's listening to this and they want to get in touch with you uh, for riding lessons or, or you know, uh, exercise lessons or anything like that, how to be a better moto guy, how can they get a hold of you? Well, they just you know just email me. Okay. That's the easiest right now. I got a website also, but it's kind of under construction. So if they could go, Smailtown at msn.com. Okay, and uh, right. I'll get right back to them, and we can 
Yeah, maybe something will, out, have some something, fun. Something will come out of this uh, podcast for you. So, um, let's uh, let's go in the time machine. Let's go way back. Let's go back. Your 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 uh, your first year, nineteen eighty eight. But growing up, where are you from? Where do you grow up in up there? In Kent, Washington. Kent. Okay. Which, yep, it's like south. You know, we're southeast of Seattle, about forty five minutes. Um, okay. Pretty much gateway to heading east. Yeah. But uh, I'm kind of you know. It's kind of rural. It's getting grown up a little bit out here, but uh, mm-hmm. I've you know my whole life out here in this this yeah. area. So uh, is 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 Larry Ward around there then? I guess he's about an hour north okay, in Woodenville. But, he was an hour north, you know. But is he is he the guy you're racing with, battling with coming up? You know, not yet. when I started. Larry was you know way back in like '81 or whatnot. Mm-hmm. He was already the fastest '80 kid around. Oh, he was. When I was yep. starting yep. starting racing and. I was a year younger, and I did my, make my way up to, you know, race him locally and right. and uh, beat him a few times in battle. He was the one you were always – he always was on another tier. There was a lot of guys, though. You know, yep. there was the Larson brothers, like you said. We watched them and, you know, other local pros and whatnot. But yep. I had a good group of intermediates, too, that pushed me, Tony Graves. And, oh, yeah. and uh, yeah. he was the main guy that Oregon where it was more slippery. I mean, he was fast. Yeah. And uh, I think without that talent, I had Ricky Simmons. I had to chase him. Oh, wow. Caught so, him okay. finally and yeah. beat him. And that was a huge turning point for my mental state okay, as an intermediate. Spokane. You know? Spokane, Washington, right? Yeah. Simmons. Yeah. Um, and he was factory Honda at the time, you know. Uh-huh. And, you know, another another guy that came from up here that was really yeah, good. And then really, Lowell Thompson, another guy. Yeah, th- you know? Neither one of those guys really turned out. I, want, I don't know. What, what, I know. What was you know, deal? I don't know. With Simmons, I don't know what it was except – I think he was so used to doing well that, mm-hmm. if anything, when it didn't come easy all the way through and a few injuries, it kind of stalls out some guys. We see it today. We see right. it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I think that happened with him. Yep. With Lowell, I think he just went down another path over there. I don't think he had the good group of people around him to keep him focused on doing it good, you know, doing yeah. it right and yep. straight and narrow and whatnot. So, how, how do you, that was a bummer. How do you ride Supercross uh, up there? How do you get good at <laughs> yeah. Supercross? Because <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at your results. Uh, you turn pro in '88. You race Seattle both nights. You get 13th both nights. Um, yep. How do you get good at Supercross though? Because I know you know I'm, I'm Canadian, so it's not always easy to right. ride Supercross and get good at it. Well, we start. I know I was fortunate to meet Eric Eaton when I was 14 years old, uh-huh. and did a ride in school with him, and instantly just got along with him. And the next week, called him up. 14 years old, I'm like, hey, I heard you're going riding. I want to go. You know, can I go? And uh-huh. took me camping all weekend. And we just formed a relationship from then that we still have today. And without his guidance and his technical, you know, instruction he gave me way back then on how to clip a jump or how to case a jump or all these little things to do when I was 14, uh-huh. early 15, that helped me almost as much as, as anything. I had technique and he thought I had talent, but for him to fine tune me, that helped me. I don't know how the other guys did it up here or whatnot, but I just rode. Yeah. Rain, snow, it didn't matter. Yeah. And as soon as I learned how to do like seat bounce stuff, I would just jump off the back of berms and clear <laughs> mounds yeah. that yeah. were out in the field or whatever. Right. Right. You know, right. and right. I had a track in my backyard and for me I was spoiled I guess. So I had a ten acre racetrack and I could ride anytime I wanted. Uh-huh. We were building double jumps right when they started in 82. 80, when we built it in 81, yeah. 82, my dad was making double jumps for us. And that was relatively new to even Supercross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I learned how to jump, and my brother, who was older, he just 
I had to push myself to keep up with him. So I kind of had all the makings, I guess, to be a better rider because of those things as a youngster that I kind of just took for granted. It was just part of growing up. I, you know, Did you we ever... just rode, and I had a place to ride, and we went camping, and I pushed myself because I was a younger brother, and he was faster, and yeah. That's just kind of what you did, you know. Right when you uh, when you ever when you got mad at Eaton, did you ever tell him that he was lucky that Bailey moved down, dropped down that day at Washougal? Ever... <laughs> no, <laughs> okay. no I, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. You know, he is. <laughs> yeah, he gets a little bit bitter about certain things too because he had a great career and never yep. got his factory ride. Right. You know, and things that he should have probably gotten. Mm-hmm. So we razz. It's just the stories, the cool stuff he did too. You know, that's just funny. But well, even the guys got you know Whitey. Whitey got pumped that day too yeah so. no yeah exactly no no hey listen i'm, I'm just bugging you i'm just no yeah. that's cool. um no and he, eric wrote in a day where there was a lot of southern california bias more so than when you came up you know what i mean like oh for sure like Definitely. if you weren't southern california guy you weren't getting looked at you know well, and, yeah eight to ten and the top ten were california now yeah, too yeah, yeah. it's just completely changed so, and it was everything being that guy and he had to go down and do it and you so, know and, i mean uh, they're still doing it today People are going to California from up here. It's the closest yeah. place to go. They can get out of the, out of the north. And it helps a lot of guys. Um, but I think, ultimately, if you keep your head down, nose to the grindstone, you can do it anywhere. You just have to want to do it. Yeah, you got to you know? sacrifice. And you have to have the will. You have to put in the time, find the place. Mm-hmm. You just have to be a little tougher up here because it gets super cold and wet, yeah. you know? Yeah, uh, That's the way it is. So, 88, you're on a, on a Cali? What do you, I'm on a Honda. It? I got a Honda Support Rider. Oh, okay. In 87 at Loretta's, I was B, and I, I got fifth in the Bs. I won a moto and third in a few others. I did pretty good in the B class, and okay. Honda gave me some support. So I got a Honda for 88, which at the time was a way better bike right. than a Cowie. Right. So I instantly got better just getting on it. And uh, I got the bike Wednesday before the Supercross. It was in my living room when I got home. My dad, I came home from school. Uh-huh. was a junior, and there it was. I was like, oh, killer. Yeah. Broke it in. Rode it up the house like an hour, and then went right to press day, because they used to have press day early. Yeah, yeah. Got to ride press day. I got to be on the track with RJ and, you know, George Hall and all these guys. And I instantly was jumping almost everything. Just I just followed <laughs> yeah, them yeah. off the stuff. You right, know? Right, right. I can do it. Right. I'm just going to hit it, you know. And right. So what? That's it was just Johnson. cool, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. it, it ended up ended up working right, but you just did those two rounds in '88. Were you just still? Yeah. yeah, I did, and I was getting ready to go to Houston and do some other stuff, and I broke my wrist. Oh, okay. Just a freak little deal. Didn't even crash. Just folded in some whoops, and so I was out until the summer right, that right. year, and just fully, you know, trying to take it seriously. Started mountain biking a bunch with Eaton when my wrist was broke, and because he quit and he was doing that a lot, so I started training. He started to teach me how to take the pain when you're training, you know, the things that are hard to do when you're young, you know, you need to learn to take it and and turn that around and put it into, you know, forward momentum. And that's what I did with the training and just saying, you're not that tired, you know, just keep pounding, you know? Uh, So I did it. The next year, 89 was the first year I remember reading about you in the magazines. Uh, You were on a Suzuki though. So. Yep. I got a Suzuki. Okay. So did you get help from them or? Nope. I just got, uh, my grandpa ended up picking me a bike up, um, and I just went down there to the Supercrosses with Steve Friesen from Canada. Oh, you and Freaky? And you went with Freaky? Me and Freaky, yeah. Me oh, and wow. Freaky went down because... I didn't know that. Yeah, it was it was 
crazy. You know, it was my senior year, and I was doing good in school. And but Supercross was coming, and as a kid, and I was re- I wanted to go. Larry just got his factory Honda ride, and it came home for the holidays or mm-hmm. something. And yep. I was just like, oh, I needed to be there racing. You know, right, I needed right. to be at the Supercrosses. And my dad wasn't living. I was kind of living alone. He was living in Eastern Washington, and I kind of was alone at the house most of the time. And seventeen and whatever, and I was just like. I said, Dad, I need to go, you yeah. know, and yeah. he was cool enough. He said, just get your stuff done, and you can go, and off I went with Freaky, and we did it. Wow. We I, did the super cross. You know who I'm, you know who I'm buddies with, and, and I still touch base with him to, in these days, Daryl Martins. Remember Daryl Martins? Daryl. Yeah. Another, Daryl was down. Daryl was down there yeah. with Al. Yeah. Dick, and they were staying in their That's own funny. house, and I think, uh, I think it was just those guys. I don't think that Crying Ryan Bell, was that his name? Uh, Ryan Bell? Yeah, Ryan Bell. Yeah, Ryan Bell. He had Turnbull turning wrenches for him, and that's funny. And uh, I was with I was here. I am down there doing it. I'm with all Canadians. Yeah, you know. And yeah, yeah. it was kind of cool because I had buddied up with all those guys during the Gold Star series right. back in '86, and got Daryl is just like the funniest dude, you yeah. know. And yeah, no, it was he, just I got along with him. We're just full of BS all the time, you know. And owns a couple of furniture just, stores up in Vancouver, like Freaky. I think Freaky got right. out of his though, but now, but yeah, so. <laughs> Yeah, and Visco. Just the whole the Canadians, they were a big part. That's, you know, they always came down. I never really went up. They always came down. Uh, so. And then uh, uh, 89, so you, you start off top 10 right away. Right away, yeah. We did the Golden State. Yeah. We just pounded ourselves into the ground and then getting beat pretty much. But I knew Supercross was it. I'm there. I'm going to do it. And my first round, I got eighth. And I battled with pretty much Jeremy, you know. Yeah. He yeah. was right there and. Uh, I can't remember who else I was battling with. He would have been on a Honda, or uh, was he on a Cowie then? He was on a Honda at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, I just remember we just kind of connected during the races, during the main events, you know. And yep. I ended up getting an eighth, and I was just like, yeah, this is it. I'm in, right, you know. And, right, <laughs> And, you know, Freaky, I don't think he made the main. He was all sick and kind of had a bummer end of the series and yeah. came home just on a high, you know. Right. There you go. Seattle was next. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, so your uh, – let me see here. you your fifth race ever, fifth Supercross ever, you make the podium. Seattle, second, I did. second night. Yep. How awesome yep. was that? And it, was, it was awesome. It was killer. I went into there, and before the weekend, my dad came home. I told him how I was doing, and I said, I need to go back to sit down to San Diego. And he's like, well, if you're in the top ten, I'll go with you. If not, no, I don't want to go. <laughs> I was like, well, tough love, Dad. That's, you know, like, yeah. kind of got me motivated. And so I went out there the first time, got seventh. And the second night, um, I actually beat Jeremy that night. He got eighth. And then... The next night, I was battling with him. I was ahead of him, and I slid out. Our hay bale blew apart, and I fell. Uh-huh. He got me. I couldn't reel him back in. I was in fifth. I was going to get fifth. Yeah. That was my goal. And Michael Craig wadded over a jump. I didn't even see where he went down. Uh-huh. And Larry was winning, but he had to do the triple every lap, and he broke his headset on his bike. Oh. Back to Honda. Yeah, yeah. So here I am. I finish, and they're like, dude, you got on the podium. I'm like, no, I got fifth. I'm all stoked, you know. And yeah, fifth is so good. My buddy Jimmy caught it. was like, no, 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 you're up there. You know, I'm like, oh, killer. <laughs> but, yeah, there I was, 18 years old, didn't know what I was doing. Jeremy and I stood on the same side of the podium. We didn't even know where second and third was supposed to be. One yeah, of us yeah. was on the wrong side. And <laughs> it was just funny, you know. It was right. cool. It was, uh, it was cool. Was there a rivalry between you and Big Bird? Were you guys buddies? Was there? It, we, no, there was no professional rivalry. I, he just kind of always acted better than us a little bit, you know, and didn't like it when we'd compete with him, you yeah. know. And he was better, but <laughs> no real rivalry. Didn't yeah. didn't hate him or anything like yeah. that, you know. I was 
I always wanted him to do good. When he won his races and stuff, I was pumped for him. Right, right. You know? He's a little different dude. Larry's a little different a little dude. Bit. Yeah. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. I was teammates with him at Triple X back in the day, so. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, obviously he was a little faster, but, yeah, it had to have been pretty sweet to get third and him, him DNF. Well, it was, and then I vaulted into third in the series after that. Yeah. Or wait, not after that. And I went to San Diego and got fourth. You got fourth. I followed yeah. up with a fourth, right. and I'm like, yeah, I'm just following this up. I'm yeah. in it, you know? And yeah. That I mean, was at this guy point, that, you know, in the last chance, I'll never forget all these things. He, he ended up passing away. Vince the Animal won, and uh, he was uh, number three forty-five. I was four forty-five, and uh-huh. we battled in the last chance for the win to make the main. And it was on the cam. We got to go and talk about it, and just dorky right. stories. But I ended up beating him in the race, and you, I made the main and got or made made you, in the fourth that night, and moved into third in points. You know, and I was like, no way! Magazines are coming out, and my name's in there. Yeah. I'm third in points. I'm whoa, who's this guy, you know? And no yeah. one knew who I was, you know? <laughs> They're like, who is this guy? What? Where did he come from, you well, know? And are you with Freaky like, in just, a van you know? at this point? Are you just in a van with Freaky? Is that it? Uh, no, when we did that, well, I went back down with my dad. Oh, that's we right. open right. trailer okay. down yeah. to San Diego, and, <laughs> you know, yeah. it was I had to wake up in the middle of the night at the hotel, make sure the bike was still there, and I had one bike. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just, that was it, you know? And then, this, then I got hooked up with... Uh, Tony, Tony Gray do the Texas rounds, and we hooked up with a Texan and stayed there, and yeah. it just sucked. I followed those races up with a DMQ. I didn't qualify. I got the hay bale covers wrapped in my brakes. Mm-hmm. Then the next one, I did a, like a 19th or something terrible at Dallas. I'm like, oh, God, I'm totally not following it up with anything. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, and those are east-west, you know? That was when it was double, so yeah. it was tougher. Everyone was there, but oh, well. Are you getting uh, Are you getting any attention from Suzuki guys? Are you getting any, like, uh, hey? Here's I'm a, not getting any one-off parts or anything like that, but I mean, are you getting? They fixed they fixed a, a motor for me that I blew up. Oh, well, that's you know? something. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that, that was cool, you know. But I'm not getting anything really. I had Enzo jumped on and helped me with suspension. Yeah. Um, but really, it was just no, nothing, no support. Right, mm-hmm. right. I'm, I'm thinking like in 2012, if some guy comes out and gets third at <laughs> Seattle, you know, at <laughs> yeah, for sure, number 445. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm thinking you'll be like, "Whoa, hey, yeah. think we can slow in a, a wheel?" <laughs> I think there, I think there's something more than than a blowing up, fixing a blown up motor. Um, yeah, but oh, well, good. you ended the year seventh in the in the series. Yep. So, yep. Uh, I'd imagine I didn't see the points, but I imagine you'd probably be one of the top privateer guys. The guys, yeah, probably the I high, got that highest I'm placing guy. Privateer. There was Bolin, Gaddis, you know, uh, Matasevich just killed us. Yeah, I beat Jeremy. He got eighth. That's you know, he got the hunt. See. Another thing, kind of weird, and he deserved, I mean, look what he's done. Right. But at that time, no one knows either of us. I show up at, like, World Mini, and Jeremy had a team, full team green ride because he got second in Seattle. Right. You know what I mean? Right, I get right. third, and then I get follow it up, and I got nothing. Like, no, I got nothing. And it was like, wow, the Northwest, we're shunned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I get <laughs> ch- the way, check the way it is, right? But, no, I didn't get anything really. There was no privateer award funds. Yeah, or, yeah. How come, you know, uh, how come no you know, nationals for you? In, how come no nationals for you in '89? That's not ready for him. '89. You know what? I rode them, but they didn't put them in the vault. Ah. Something happened. Ah, okay. I rode That's, yeah. in '88. I rode Washougal. Yeah. And got like 26th in '88. Uh-huh. Uh I qualified third, ran fifth, top ten. My bike. I ran out of gas. How about that? I ripped my gas line. So I had the speed to yeah. do okay, maybe outdoor my first year. Second year, I rode Hangtown, Millville, and Washougal. Uh-huh. Qualified for all of them, and just 
the first one I broke a case. The second two nationals, I blew my bike up, my Suzuki, and both of them. And we were having problems with that outdoor. They were getting hot. Right. And I, I didn't know anything. I ran pump gas. I put a bigger main jet in, you know. I yeah, mean, just yeah. <laughs> whatever, stock motors yeah. and whatever. I didn't do anything that year. Did you, know, did you get any? Did you get any help for ninety? No, I was talking to. I heard some rumors a little bit, so I called Suzuki, and they were, you know, deliberating on doing some kind of support. And uh, I broke my leg, and then never even got a return call or a phone. You know, nothing. Yeah. Couldn't get hold of anybody. This would have been and Ron Heeman. This would have been Heeman days, I think, huh? Yeah, um, Pat Alexander, I think, oh, okay. was the amateur support. Oh yeah. You know, and he's kind of who I figured I'd get a couple bikes or something, some support. You know, obviously a factory ride would have been great, but they picked up Jeremy Buell that year. Oh, yeah. In 89. Yeah. And uh, Larry went factory that year for 90. And so I came back out, you know, was going to be ready to go. I broke my leg in October, and it would not heal. I missed all the first Supercrosses that year, 90. Oh. Yeah, in 90. But I traveled with Scott Steffi, another buddy of mine. Yeah, yeah. And decided I'll just go with him, and I'll just wrench for him until my leg gets better. You know, I figured I'd be better, but <laughs> never got better. So I just wrenched for him at all the first four supercrosses and we just had a killer time nice, you know, went nice. To texas went all over you're like hey i made the podium last year but i'm gonna i'm a mechanic now <laughs> yeah. check me and out that, that was funny because ron crandall the late ron crandall yeah uh referee he said something to me too at san diego he's like dude that's just amazing i can't believe you're here working on bikes for your <laughs> butt you know most guys aren't that tight i'm like well I'm here, though. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm yeah. not at home, you know. The one INF moto to figure, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the races, so right, right, right. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, but eventually your leg healed. You got back on the track? I did. I got back on. I rode two, three, four, something like that that year. I got yeah. like a 13th, and my last race I got eighth. I was really, the training was coming together. Everything was working. Yeah. I tipped over twice in the main event still got eighth you know i rode really good mm -hmm. at the final one i was like i think i think i'm turning the corner a little bit you know yeah. i'm starting to feel like i belong there again it took a while you know to get confidence back after a lower leg break and just hey, i don't know you how'd know, you one of those things how'd you break it <sighs> i went into the first turn at washougal on a practice day and slid out and someone ran me over Oh, yeah. Period. Yeah. Just fell on the first turn, was rolling, snap, like my leg was down. Someone yeah. ran over the back of my leg, yeah. pushed it forward, oh. boom, broken leg. Uh, done. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. a freak deal, you know? And I thought for years it was Brett DeVries, another, like, almost Canadian. Sort of Canadian, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, almost. But uh, it wasn't, you know, he was a good friend of mine. And it was just, it was a, a bummer right before the next season of Supercross. But, right. you know, what do you do? Yeah. Suck it up, move on. 91, uh, still Suzuki's. And, uh, yep. Still riding, yep. still riding the West Coast, but ninety-one. Uh, you had some good results, seventh and eighth. Yeah, they were know. okay. Yeah. They were ninety was my first top ten at Shugle. Got my number. Yeah, um, took a tenth. Coming to the next year was like I need to do more one twenty-five nationals. Right. You know, I did the supercrosses that year, and I think I went like eight seven at the first couple. I was jamming, and I got into like an argument with had alexander about why i wasn't having any support i just kind of went right to him oh you did oh wow yeah i just said what's up you know i'm working hard in wow. 91 i was on my 90 suzuki that i got in the summer of 90 because <laughs> i didn't have enough money for a new bike really? I was my 90 in 91 yeah yeah <laughs> that was it it was a good bike though it right. was just a year old bike and i'm like this is all i have i'm racing it and 
it was cool, you know, went down there with another couple buddies in a motorhome this time in an old trailer, and we just roughed it and lived out in the desert and rode in Kettleman City where there's dirt mounds and uh-huh. just did whatever it took to be, yeah. you know, whatever you could be as a privateer, you know. And so I did okay. I don't know. I don't think I did all the rounds that year. I didn't get top ten in the series. I'm not sure if I missed a couple or what. At the end of the year, I think I got... I don't know. I, I wasn't as good. I broke my, I cracked my skull in a crash. That was funny. It was not oh. a bad crash, but I cased the jump and yeah. up to my eye socket. And oh, I missed, wow. I think I missed. I did San Jose and got like 11th, and I don't think I did LA that year. Dude. I was in the hospital. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, that was so, a funny. I mean, I just came up way short. I was trying to be a hero. You know, bike didn't have the power back then. It was a lot different. To do the triple was like, tough on a 125 yeah the, you know? uh, those were the days where you <laughs> didn't on jump a beater yeah. suzuki it was all worn out you know <laughs> well what did alexander have to say not, not, just like, hey, uh, nothing yeah not a no hey no well we're supporting you we're helping and his help was or their help at the time was they gave me you know a couple top ends and a yeah. chain and sprocket set at yeah. the first couple super crosses like, hey. and it was helping me out you know and i was like dude i'm broke i have nothing you know i need some support and you're like, I'm top anyway. tending on a year-old bike. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm getting it done. Like, I just, you know, and but whatever. You just keep yeah. keep going and say, I'm going to go do nationals, and yeah, you just keep going, yeah. you know? And, and then uh, that year you did 500s, too, on a Cowie. I did. I yeah. did 500s. I got a 500. And what, what was up with that? What was up with the switch? To, you were riding with 25s and yeah, then just. Well, I, you know, I always rode big bikes back in my first year pro. I practiced a ton and then raced the local, the local races on a. Uh, 87 CR 500 when I was 18, like 145 pounds. Uh-huh. And I never lost a race. I was like, just pinned <laughs> on the thing. It felt killer. Right. Like, man, I'm going to do 500 as soon as I can. I'm going to do 500 national. Yeah. Well, you've always been taller. So I just said, yeah, you've always yeah, been taller. I'm guy. taller. And, yeah. you know, I just never felt weak. I was thin and tall and just rode them well. So I got a 500 and started out with a double moto top 10. I think I got eight, Millville. And, 11th at Washougal. I had gotten seventh in a moto and I was starting to get the feel for it. And then my finishes went down a little bit as I went back East and mm-hmm. just learning the nationals, learning the tracks. And oh. I had a couple of dirt sky moments on the 500 at Binghamton and yeah, that yeah. slows you down <laughs> or your car wheel doing 45 yeah. miles an hour on one, you know, but yeah, <laughs> you, uh, did you always feel like you had, like, did you ride Washougal a ton? Like your results obviously show that you're fast at Washougal, but was it a case of you riding there all the time, or was it just being around mm-hmm. the hometown? Or yeah, it wasn't riding there a lot. You know, I mean, no. I did a few races a year and was never dominant there. Right. You know, I mean, there was always guys kind of giving me fits, and yeah. there were times I'd smoke them, and times I wouldn't. And I just, I don't know. In '91, I just I rode a little better there. You know, yeah. um, in '92, I don't know. I I did great there. I don't know. I, I just, I think a lot of it was the crowd. It was because I could hear and yelling, and you just raise your game and. I kind of would forget about the little things that, you know, you think about a lot and second uh-huh. guess or, you know, and you, yeah. when you just let stuff go and just ride with your talent and what you have, so, you can ride your best, you know, just let it come to you. So in 92, you finally just give the finger to Suzuki? Did you, ha- did you get help from Yamaha? <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, it came down and th- I got my Yamaha ride. Kyle just was like, told Clark Jones, you should pick this guy up. He works hard. Just He's fast. You should pick him up. Yep. So that helped a lot, and they gave me Yamaha to Clark Jones, and Nolene gave me the ride, and Suzuki gave me a ride like two weeks afterwards. Oh, yeah? And I got the papers and never really told Suzuki, like, 
that I wasn't going to do it. And then the press release came out, so it was really kind of bad. <laughs> it looked bad because they were bummed out, you know. And they, what were they going to? What was cut, what was the better? Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> what was the better deal for you? Would Suzuki have been the better deal than an Olin thing? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah. But just it wasn't any more money, really. But it might have been a better foot in the door, and right. they were more, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just a better team that was focused more on, on what I had been doing. Because yeah. when I went to Nolene, I had to do the Mickey Thompsons, you know? Yeah, Ultra yeah. Cost, crazy yeah. peak jumps, hit them backwards. And, yeah, hit them backwards. I mean, yeah. I was okay at them. I almost won a couple of them, and, but it was never from being the fastest guy. It was from getting the stagger start and hanging up front, you know, some speed. But yeah. those guys that were specialists at that, like Kyle and Brooks and Holly, and they hauled at that stuff, you know? And, and I, I was a little bit sketched out of it. <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of sketchy to me. You were sketched out on the good, uh, on the fifth know? gear flat turns going around a t- going around a turn. Yeah, uh, just baked hard from trucks, yeah. you know. And you're just trying to roost them, and then just as fast as you can go into like a. I'm not even kidding. If no one has saw those races and how steep those jumps were, yeah. they were we were hitting them like third gear wide open yeah. down the straightaway. You know I what went, I mean? I went to it one. I went to one in '89 in San Diego. My family and I were down there for a vacation, and I went, and some guy named McGrath won. Never heard of them, and uh, but that was the first time. Just carnage. Just I mean, it was just yeah, insane. Absolutely. Yeah, it was Bad. just nuts. So and there were some guys that could go pretty good at them that weren't that good. They right, just right. hang it out and just get <laughs> fucked off the jumps, and you're just like, you're watching them, and you're just cringing and not, just not wanting to be that guy, right, you know. Right. And I just would not ever commit. I got tenth in the series and was just happy to get out of there. <laughs> just you know? alive, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but the supercrosses, you got three sevens in a row, so that's pretty good. Oh yeah, Mr. Um, seven guy. Um, yep. That's not bad. That's that's a good start. Yeah, it was cool. I rode okay. Those bikes weren't um, running that good. In those were the magenta Honestly. ones. Those were the pink, pink seat covers. No. Yeah. They yeah, were. they had. Yeah, yeah. We had pink and black. I think it was bad. Kind of an off pinkish orange. When Pedersen did it the year before and stuff, they were more pink. Right. Then we were kind of orange that year. It was Brooks, myself, and Larry, and uh, Kyle. Kyle. That was the team. We had Lowell Thompson would show up, and then they picked up Kalo. So we had a bunch of yeah, had a bunch of dudes, you know, and yeah. ex, a bunch of ex mini cycle, you know, yeah, rippers, yeah. and and then me from the northwest. So what was it, it was like, cool, you know, had a lot of fun. Yeah, what was it like being with Larry again? You're like, hey, check it out. Well, with well, Larry was the next year on Nolene. Oh, it was I wasn't the next with Larry year. Okay. on the team. It was, oh. I was with Brooks, Larry Brooks, actually in '92. I think Larry came to the team in '93. Was it '93? Yeah, I was out. Yeah, but uh, with Brooks, he was mean. He was harsh <laughs> as a teammate. Honestly, he was yeah. like yeah. older than me and just yeah, just, put me down. Didn't really believe in me much. But sounds that was a lot, okay. So, sounds you like you know, I was first time being on a team. I was already set being like this full nomad. I had the long hair. I was just traveling the circuit and just doing my own thing. You know, I'm just going to do my own thing and get it done. Yeah, right. Yeah. I never expect almost to get support after oh. so many years of being good and beating guys and them getting support and me not. It was just, you just kind of just say, screw it kind of, you know? And yeah. so I came in kind of a little bit, uh, off of the normal teammate, I think oh. of those guys. <laughs> Hey, guys, thanks for listening to these podcasts. They wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for BTOsports.com as well as the other advertisers. So I appreciate if you just listen to this, deal with it, order some stuff from BTO, and then we'll get right back to the show. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com podcast show. Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike car body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off. 
or Smith Piston Goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped at anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Ninth place still in the points in 92. Yeah, so. yeah. Ninth place, yeah. I did all right. You know, had some good battles with Clowers and some of those guys. And yep. I learned some things, you know, we broke some first gears and we, you know, went through a couple mechanics. First year I had mechanics. I had Scott Fisher, had my brother, um, and another friend of mine from here, John Sowards. They all worked yep. for me. And are you telling me that? Cool. Are you telling me that Clark Jones didn't pay a huge salary for mechanics? There before? wasn't much <laughs> of a salary back then from Clark. Right. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> you know that's where uh, that's where Shane Drew started too. No lean, like in '94. Right, Shane, Shane Drew. Yeah. Shane Drew, mechanic now, uh, suspension chassis guy from Factory Hundred now. That's right. Started, yeah, and he started. raced too. He was pro. Yeah, yeah, he raced a couple national numbers. Yeah. Number eighty-seven, two years in a row. Um, that's right. Big Hondas. Uh, so I look at your schedule that year. You rode you rode Hangtown on one twenty-five outdoors. Yep. And the next yep. thing you know, I, I see you on five hundreds on Yamaha's. Well, yeah, you know, I rode. Gainesville on the 250. I don't even know if that's in there. And I was just, I, was, I don't know. I wasn't ready for it. I had some speed, but I just got worked. That's like 25th. I just did terrible. And it was like, man, I don't even think Kyle did any good. And so I was like, I'm just going to ride the 125. I've been riding it a ton. I'm going to ride the 125. I did good on it. You know, yeah. I got 12th. And I just kind of, I was good at Supercross, but I think I was better outdoor. I don't know. I just felt better pinning it. Yeah. You know, finding lines. And then I showed up on, we said, well, for the Nationals, you know, it's. I'm not going to skip the whole summer. Just do money races locally and do my Mickey Thompson stuff. And right. I'm just going to wait for the 500s this year. Screw it. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. And uh, I, we built a No Lean 360. Yeah. Yeah. That, that. thing was way cool. Yeah. Really cool bike. Um, there was a bunch of them that year uh, in nationals. Uh, Lampson had one, I think. Was that been Lampson's year? Lampson uh, did it the year before. Year before. How was that bike? 91. Though? Was it? Was that it? That bike was awesome. It was so good. Yeah. It's better than any big board that they build nowadays like you it never just was flat better the cylinder everything was built to be bigger you know with the yep. longer rod right. the bigger cylinder the way that it was balanced and worked in that yz250 was i mean what a perfect bike you never really felt like me. you got worked uh pulled up hills and stuff and all that you never felt like you were only time was if i didn't quite get the right pull out of a turn turn hill and deep dirt a right. little bit sure I mean, yeah. you could, the 500, because like, I was competing with, most of the time, uh, half the time, up with the factory guys, right up there with the fast 500s and stuff, and guys yeah. that could ride them good. Yeah. And, I mean, they were just, you know, but it was hard to keep up with those guys unless you were as good as them, you know. But I didn't feel like they were just yanking me, no. It was fine. I got good starts. I was in, I think the second moto at Washougal, I was fourth, third or fourth on the start. You know? yeah, fifth overall that day on a 360. Fifth overall, yep, fifth overall. And 
I started the first moto out of the top 20, so the first moto was almost more rewarding. I got fifth. I actually passed Brooks last lap. I was pumped for that. You know, I finally <laughs> yeah, yeah. like was like, Larry, I can ride okay. Yeah. Right? Ch- check it out, So Larry. that was yeah. really cool for me. But the second moto, I got fifth again and ran up front and actually was on Kodrowski and in the mix, you know, second, third with uh-huh. Wardy, Stanton. I was like, man, I think I'm there. You yeah. know, I'm, I felt comfortable going that speed. Sure, it was Shugel, probably gave me a bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know, followed up with a sixth the next moto at Millville. I think Brooksy beat me that one, but yeah, I felt fine. You know, I felt like I can, I shouldn't be up here. You know, yeah, but uh, uh, nothing, nothing at the end of the year, nothing. And I tried to stay with Yamaha, and I talked to um, NCY because uh-huh. they were just super crossing outdoor, and I wanted to go that route. But Mike Garrett was heading it up, and he just was kind of down on me. I don't know if him and Clark were buddies, and they just didn't see me trying at right. Mickey Thompson's or what, but they just weren't <laughs> up for giving me anything. Yeah. So I actually was at home kicking it and my grand living with my grandma then and Mitch called uh-huh. and left a message. And I'm like, Oh, get out of here. Yeah. What? What's that about? You know, did right. I steal a pipe? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't even use this stuff, you know, I was no lean. But uh and then I call him back and he was interested, you know, yeah. wanted to the, he was been thinking about me for the team next year, you so know, which been... ended up changing the Cowie and being different, but it was for their yeah. split fire 125 team. And it was like the coolest first chance. I really felt like I was going to get support from a big team. And uh-huh. I still had long hair and I think I was still kind of an unknown deal. It didn't come around. I didn't get it. They gave it to Mike Chamberlain and, uh, that bummed me out, but I still said, forget about it. And went got support from the Honda shop and went straight down there to Mitch and, got my super cost bike built from him yeah so um that was really smart thing well, the, to do the chamber thing didn't work out for mitch maybe next time i see no, it him it didn't it didn't no next, next time i'll see him I'll, I'll rag him on that um and i beat him all year too i yeah. beat chamberlain too so that was even cooler well he was a he was a pc guy local i think he might even work there i at know one point. he was a supercross <laughs> main event guy on the big bikes he right. could ride yeah good rider yeah you know but uh i just felt that that was I got robbed on that one, but that's life. You know, that yeah. happens a lot in this sport. Well, that's just the way yeah. it is. And I had no agent. I had nobody looking out for me, you know, to try to help. With A lot of the kids have that now. And for the most part, that's a good thing. It's not you know. so much, it's not but, so uh, much, uh, it's not so much getting robbed. It's like, yeah. like, like, I know what you're saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, yeah, but, but I got you. it's I like, got you. you just have to get a break. Yeah. Like, and sometimes exactly. you get a break and sometimes you don't, you know, like I would argue <laughs> Ryan Huffman got a break. And then did yep. nothing with it, you know his primal sure. Suzuki Absolutely. ride. And then I would argue and that he knows it. He knows it. Yeah, and I would argue other guys like, um, I'm trying to think of, like a Weston Pike. He right. can't get a break, you no. know. It's just uh, and you, and it's like the you have no idea why or why not. You know what I mean? Like it's not like you're in I jail know. or something. It's I just know. it's like just what are you gonna do? <laughs> right. What do you have to do? You know. Now obviously there's way more support, so guys can yeah. get on. A team like he got this yeah, year, yeah. which was super good for Pike. Yeah, you know, but he could have had that ride there's, last year, the year before, you know. And there's guys out there doing the same thing that could get those rides. Canary, yeah, he said, "Hello, look at me now. I can ride better. Yeah, I have more confidence now. I'm on a team. I've got the backing. I, everything's taken care of. I yeah. can just ride and, and so, race." I mean, because when you look you at know? your results, when you look at your results across the board, I mean, they're more than good enough to get better stuff than what you were doing. You know, I mean, For I guess sure. the Nolene thing yep. is all right. Were you getting a salary at Nolene? Nope. 
No salary? Nope. Okay. Expenses yeah. and uh, bonuses and yeah. just good bikes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just a barely a stepping stone support ride. The bikes were way better than anything I'd ridden. I'll say that. You know, they had their suspension working so good. The 250s and 360s were insane. They were just, and that helped right. me out. You know right. what I mean? That right. made my confidence better because I was finally suspended good enough to ride at the speed I needed. You know, where before a lot of times it's privateer and you just take what you can get and just pin it. Yep. You know, and you yep. may wad it up or lose confidence because you just can't keep up and you're over your head because your bike sucks. You know, you know and, and another thing but, too, another thing too, like I, you know, I'm buddies with Pingree and he didn't set the world on fire as an amateur. He was good, but so were you. But Pingree mm-hmm. and Pingree will tell you to this day, his first year, Randy Lawrence was his mechanic and Randy was buddies with all the cool guys, like the, the, the top riders. And then Randy mm-hmm. was also all into training. So Randy's like, hey, Ping, this is what you need to do. Like, train. Like, this is how you need to train, and this is how you need yep. the moto. Because I, I was out with the pro circuit guys, and this is what they were doing. And, like, he even yep. says, like, I had RL to, like, show me how to be a professional. You know? It doesn't yep. sound like you had that. No. You know, you were just like, I'll figure this out. Exactly. And the only thing that would ever work out for me was going out and doing – you know, three 35s or two 35s and a 45 every day. Yeah. And that's just what I did. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got to do. I got to just kill myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And just be gnarlier than they are and then go ride my bike bicycle for an hour and a half, just death. I got to do that. And then just yeah. lift some dumbbells or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't have the full yeah. training package back then and just yeah. didn't. And there were times I just would kill myself training not knowing about rest or anything right right and, and then maybe go partying a little bit or do something else right yeah. and just because that's fun i'm gonna do all my buddies are doing that you right, know right, <laughs> and right. then just get back after it but that saved me most of the time on being able to finish my motos it's just i was gnarly yeah. you know kind of i trained in the worst conditions and i just was had did went through the pace when it was race time it was time to go yeah and i could do that but yeah. I definitely wasn't doing much of anything right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, compared think, to how it's done now. Think of the guys now at Loretta's. They got uh, Buddy Antonez there, or they have they've hired uh, yeah. you know um, this this trainer or that trainer, and you know, and it's just yeah. like an open book. Here's here's what here's what you have to do. You know, so yeah, absolutely, it's, it's so much different. So in '93, so in '93, are you full privateer on a Honda? Full privateer. Yep, got the brothers' power sports out in Bremerton here to give me four or five bikes that year and yeah. full privateer, you know, UFO came on board, started paying me really good bonuses for the main events yeah, and you, a signing bonus. Were you, 50, were you 59 this year? What year were you? 36. 30, okay. 36. Like, like I said, I was, 30, yep. that's what I meant. 36. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. Cause I, I can picture you in the UFO on the Honda. So yep, uh, UFO on the Honda had some terrible looking UFO. Yeah. Actually they came on in 92. That's right. They were on a 92 number 46, but yeah. 93, um, you know, even more, and then so on down the line. But that, I mean, without that, I mean, I wouldn't have been making much in Supercross, you know. But right. they were paying me like eight hundred for seventh place, and yeah. So that just helped out at the privateer. You're getting that money, and you're able to go to the races easier, and you're finally making a little bit. So the contingency they gave me was great. But yeah, yeah. I'm full privateer. Yeah, six know? and sixth place overall in the West Series. Yep, sixth overall, and I know that I missed at least one Supercross. I got concussion really bad. Uh-huh. Took two months off from Gainesville, 
like high sided in fifth in the first turn second moto and just got crushed. Broke my helmet in half. <laughs> done. Did the chicken on the ground. Like Duke even came to the hospital. Or not Duke. Jansen. Oh yeah. To see me afterwards because oh, wow. he said they didn't think I was gonna like make it. You know? Oh, I didn't. I woke up and I remember hearing and two laps to go. That's the first thing I remember hearing. Wow. You know, I was knocked out. Didn't remember anything till then, and I was like, "Whoa, really? I'm still in the first turn." You know, but this was. Uh, so anyway, this... I took some time off. Yeah. And, I was on a Yamaha 250, and I think I got 13th the first moto. And yeah. That was just, you know, I took two months off. Did the right thing. Had black eyes for three weeks. I wow. mean, headaches for a month. Yeah. And I just, my doctor said, you don't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah. Good. Two yeah. months. Probably should have, who knows with the concussion rules now, that might not have even been enough. But yeah. at that time, that was kind of smart, you know? Right, right. And and the rest <laughs> of and the rest of 93, you line up for the 500s. And, and again. But, yep. Again, yep. put in some great results. Uh, uh, some good results. Yep, yeah. even pulled a whole shot. First whole shot ever that year in the last moto of the year. Oh, at, um, Second to last moto. Steel City. Steel City, nice. And I think I went eight, something for 13. Got eight the first moto. But yeah. got to get up there again, you know, felt pretty good. And had some good rides, you know. I think I top 10 shootle. And I was on the, the CR500, a true brute, you know, good yeah. handling bike. You know, it was good. I I liked the 500s last year. The 500s, man. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, well, it's, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Um, yep. So uh, 94. What? Uh, 94. Uh, hardly anything. I had just injury after injury. Uh-huh. Was gonna jump up to um, 250 class and Supercross, the big mm-hmm. bikes, and yeah. No, I, that's it. I'm done on the little bikes. You know, da da da. And Kyle's like, No, you should stay on them. Guys are moving out. You haul. Just get another good bike. You'll do good. I'm like, Nope. I'm done. I want to. You know, I'm moving up. So I moved up, and while very first Supercross preliminary race, seat bounced a double out of a corner, and uh, I just it didn't crash, but it, I ripped my elbow out of socket, case oh. in a jump. Ouch. Pulled over, done. Dislocated elbow. Yeah. Like, oh, that sucks. You know, a month later, I'm riding, month and a half. Start riding and went riding down the valley and decided I'm going to jump this huge mound. You know, I'm going to be a hero jumper. Well, I jumped like 120 feet. Cleared the whole thing and flat landed it. <laughs> Broke my ankle, you know, but I jumped it, right? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, I did yeah. it out of the woods, fifth yeah. year, you know. Yeah, I'm going to show all these dudes I can haul. Done. <laughs> Done. Clear yeah. until June. Race some local races. Kind of got worked, you know. Kind of got beat by local dudes that never beat me. Yeah. And what do you do? You just take it, right? You're just like, well, right. God, that's, you know, you kind of, you just kind of just, yeah. oh, I got to keep working, you know, and. I remember getting beat and some kids coming up. What's up? What's wrong? I'm like, and I was always pretty nice to the fans. I said, hey, I, you got to learn how to lose before you win, you know. And <laughs> yeah, I still yeah. say that to this day. I right. do. You can't lose good and learn from it to move forward. Where are you going to go? You know? Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. So it was tough, you know, and I started training on a 91-500 CR that I had. Uh-huh. And that's all I rode. Started doing all my motos on that. I'm like, you are out of shape. You are just riding terrible. Right. And I came back and did good the last year. I got a top 10 last race of the year. Yeah. So I was kind of back, and I was like, oh, God, I'm finally back, getting top 10. I'm, I'm in it again. Right. Which was, you know, kind of good for the mental. And for sure. Had a few yeah. just years that didn't – I rode the oh, – nope, I didn't ride the four-strokes that year, but I saw the four-stroke nationals coming around, and I thought that might be cool. And yeah. You're just trying to find different stuff to do. You know, you, I'm doing tons of local races and – Anything you can, you know, mm-hmm. as privateers do to this day to make some money. You have to make it up. And so uh, how, did, how did the KTM thing come about? I mean, Tom Moen, who was the basically all there was at KTM Racing back then, he yep. is a Pacific Northwest guy. So yep. is Tom that – Cedar Woolley up there, yep. Is that how it came together, or how did it that KTM It came together, ride? actually, Chuck Son. 
um, in 95, wanted me to try out the Husaberg he had uh-huh. and possibly ride the four-stroke nationals. So I'm like, oh, really? I'll try it out, you know? And I rode it, and I'm like, dude, this thing's really good. Like, the thing worked super good. The motor was kind of like the motors are nowadays, or 08, 07, like it was real throaty. and. Uh-huh. It was just good. You know, I'm like, I'll ride it. I'll ride the four-stroke Nationals. Well, it was on the same day as the National at Hangtown in 95. So I had to ride, like, you know, four 30-minute motos. And I made up ninth in one of my regular motos. Got second behind Donnie Schmidt, led a lot of it. Could ride the bikes good. Right. And uh, so I rode that series, and it ended up breaking in half of the races, <laughs> but I won, like, half the motos that they yeah. didn't break in. Yeah. And was like, man, that was really fun. Right. And I'm going to do it again next year. So, Chuck hooked me up with a KTM because he got in with KTM. KTM was buying Husaberg. They were kind yeah. of combined. Yeah. Okay, cool. I started riding. Everything was looking good. At the end of the year, they wanted me to – they got the call for me to come ride some Supercross for KTM. I'm like, yeah, that sounds killer. I'll yeah. go do that. Yeah. I broke my ankle at a local arena cross. Oh. Done. Yeah, yeah. Like the next weekend. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is bad. You know, yeah. I had to call them and tell them I can't come and do it. Right. And was riding as good as ever, again. Like, uh-huh. maybe better than I'd ever ridden. Um, and then that happened. It's like, you know. What year would this have been? What, what, this, uh, is the, this is the beginning of 96. Okay, beginning of 96. Okay, yeah. And yeah, that's so. how it came about because when the, so I was talking to Chuck still and everything was going to come around. And still talking to KTM, I flew back and rode Gainesville with RRP. They had Kevin Crine, the late Kevin Crine, and yeah. Ty Wallace. Good guy. And I went. Kevin Crine. And was like, I'm gonna, and I got to know those guys, and uh-huh. I got to know um, Paul Delorier mm-hmm. was working for Crine. Yes, he was. And yeah. one of the two, I can't remember. Yeah, Alan Brown. And, uh, Alan Brown and Alan. And, and, Alan uh, wasn't there yet. I don't okay. think. All right. Yep. Jeff Pritchard was working for ah, Pritchard. Crine, yeah, 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 yeah. Pritchard and and Delorier. So. so I met all the guys, everything was going good, and I had started talking to Moen back and forth, you know, and yeah. he was helping me out just with settings, suspension settings on my bike. He wanted to make sure I had a good bike to ride. Yep. So I was like, yep, it's going good. Well, then Chuck calls me up. I'm like, dude, we got to get the Hoosaburg thing going. I'm riding again. Let's get ready for the four-stroke nationals. Well, he calls and says, no, we're going to go with Mike Young, Jr. Yeah. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. bummed out, right. kind of mad, kind of barked at him, said, whatever. Right. Bam, called up KTM and said, Tom, I said, hey, you got a bike? Can I ride one of your bikes? 620? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, let me check. Called Selvaraj, and Sel got back to him and said, for sure, let's put him on that. That'll be good. Let's, <laughs> let's do the four-stroke nationals with Smail. That'll be fun. And that, and that was a it. A couple years earlier, yeah. they, they were talking to me about me and Cliffy being on the same team, Palmer, yeah. and yeah. it never came about. So I'd had a talking to like two years before with Sal, and it just didn't work out. You know, right. I was willing to ride them then. Yeah. Because Fisher could ride them. They seemed okay. Yeah. You know? <laughs> they they so check, know, clear, you too. know, you don't know at the time. Right. But if guys are doing good on stuff, they must be okay. They're winning mm-hmm. in Europe, or they're, you know, Nicole yeah. did good. Yeah. So what, I was willing to give it a shot, right? Right. And uh, so I got fully dialed in with Moen then, and we became, you know, mechanic racer yeah. combo for three years, and he's awesome, dude fun stuff yeah and so how was that how was it that? was good i yeah. mean it was the best thing that ever happened to me in my career as far as support i mean i got really good support from them i instantly started getting paid salary <laughs> which is and which was now the first time in your life <laughs> i'm like whoa a check like from a racing team yeah this is sweet <laughs> <laughs> well people get paid to ride dirt bikes 
<laughs> yeah, I get money. I don't even have to line up. I didn't even have to pay for sign-up today. <laughs> so that was, like, super cool, you know, and I took it like they were the greatest bikes in the world, you know, yeah, yeah. underneath me. I honestly didn't think they were that bad because mm-hmm. they really weren't, you know. They, yeah. But they were, like, looked at as junkers kind of, you know. And even at the time, maybe there were times in Supercross, okay. Outdoor, they seem legit, you know. Right, I right. got a few good races on them. I won the four-stroke nationals, and I think I got a twelfth, a twelfth at a national. You know, I was yeah. in the mix. Didn't get any top ten. A lot of good starts. A lot of good, lot of good starts. Mail. I remember that. Oh yeah, on the five fifty. Yeah, that thing was. You know, when we did the crazy supercross thing in '97, that was. Yeah. The thing was fast. It was. Did, you know. Did it? It was good in a straight line. <laughs> Right? Unfortunately crazy. The, the whole thing. The races had turns right. and stuff in them and jumps. Corners and turns. They were yeah. it was so heavy oh, that yeah. I don't even think the modern day group of supercross riders have any idea how heavy the bike was. Yeah. It was two hundred and seventy pounds. Oh come on. And they was lied it really? at sign up and said it was two fifty. I have one in my garage it's, today. Oh. It's two hundred and seventy two pounds. <laughs> Okay. So they could have, they lot, they were, you know, the kitchen didn't want anyone yeah. to know that. Yeah, so we yeah. were, you know, it was yeah. light. The thing's cutting edge, right? right well, right. it was an old trail bike. It was a 620 trail bike. And he'd cut off, like, put on the plastics and the subframe. We had no airbox. We had a CR500 silencer with, like, a different can. And oh. the thing was basically just a full trail bike with the best suspension they could put on it and an aluminum tank and like they bubbled the shrouds like he did this year, James Stewart, what he did, yeah. you know, yeah. the skinnier shrouds, you know, kind of yeah. yeah. wolf in sheep's clothing, whatever you want to call it. But it belonged on the Supercross track like no bike has ever not belonged on one. Yeah, really, all. huh? Jeez. You know, it was but, scary. You know, you got a lot of press out of it. No, it was good. Yeah. I went for it. Yeah. I said, because we talked about it. We rode the first round on the two-stroke and then we talked, fully talked about it. And I had rode the bike and I could ride four strokes. I could. Right. It wasn't hard for me. And I was very adaptable to any bike he gave me. So I was like, "Why? I'm just as fast on that. Let's ride that thing. That's cool. Well, I was, but it was just tougher to ride. But yeah. I was up for the challenge. I didn't care. It was not getting the whoops, and it was really long, and it was heavy. You know, it fell from the sky <laughs> on the triples and stuff. But Thunk. I just pinned it, you yeah. know, and yeah. just rode it. So, And it was so loud, and the crowd... I mean, it was just—it was a blip on what I did, but it was super memorable. You know, the Northwest yeah. crowd went crazy, and yeah. they were—I couldn't hear my bike over the crowd yelling around one of the sweepers. Oh wow! You know, yeah. one of the rolly straightaways. I was like, it was just really cool. You know, that was that was one of the highlights of my career for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I mean, you have a ton of great results, top tens and stuff, but you might be remembered more for that than anything else. You know, I know, that's great. I mean, you know, and that's still cool. You know, I mean, right. I went to the Supercross this year. Half the comments were about that night. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's kids that go to school with my daughter, you know, that their dads have told them so much about it. They know me about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And stuff like that. It's just, yeah. and it's cool, and it was cool, you know, many, making that on that bike at Daytona. We didn't make it on the, the regular round, so I yeah. went and did it at Daytona. Didn't you make a main at, like at the Coliseum? qualifier, but did, whatever. I made the main. Didn't mm-hmm. you make the main on a Coliseum, at the Coliseum, I thought? No? I that was the next year I made the call. Oh, okay, yeah. Yep, that was yep. a big deal. You know? Right, that was a huge deal. That was we were back in the mix making the main. That was you know first round of the year mm-hmm. and make the main. 
I was really getting more ready for it in 98. You know, we, they had the new bike, the PDS bike, no linkage. And yeah. so they're like, let's go racing. I said, okay, yeah, let's go racing. That's cool. I didn't care. You know, let's um, give it a shot. So let's go do Supercross. You know, I've just, I'd never been, I hadn't did that good in so long in Supercross. I was kind of second guessing myself, you know, right, right. since the little bike days. Was that, you know, and, uh, how much difference between, know. how much difference was there between the 97 and 98 bikes? What was different on the 98? It was... The 98 was... Was it their 520 20, or 540? A redesigned motor. They went with a redesigned motor. Yeah. That was just different, you know, like a whole new casting and stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, we didn't even have a hydraulic clutch on it yet. But the PDS was what was new. There was oh, no okay. linkage on the bike yeah, at yeah. all, which was a completely... I mean, it had a different feel to it. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. But yeah. it was good. They steepened it up. They just made a better bike. We could make it a better race bike. No, it was more competitive and steered better. You know, all yeah. the plastic bike was totally cool. You know, the, um, the, the ninety-seven, just, the ninety-seven bike was actually Moen used KTM's works rule exemption for that bike on the four-stroke. Yeah, on the four-stroke. Yep. Yeah. So it, in ninety-eight, we were on two strokes again. Oh, you were okay. Yeah, right. we're on two strokes I, in ninety-eight because the their cutting edge four-stroke wasn't was still in development. Wasn't ready yet. Okay. You so, know? yeah. In um, ninety-eight and. In 99, still in development. They started racing in Europe, but we didn't get ours. I never got one. <laughs> I've missed my window to get it. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. You know, I rode the two-stroke for them in that, that next Supercross series and made the, you know, did decent. Yeah. I was I was sitting like 17th in points for a while, and then we quit. We only did the first four or five rounds, and we quit. I did the, yeah. um, I got a job at KTM at 2000 for the factory team. Yep. Walked, yep. Into, walked into the shop, and there was your four-stroke sitting there. Moen yep. still has it all tricked out, aluminum tank and all that. Like I you said. know, I he, know, that's he, cool. He did, and I got a, a magazine. Got in some magazine a while yeah. ago, and yeah. I got that sent up to me, so I have that. It looks killer. Yeah, he did, he yeah. did a good job, man. You know, it looked really good. It was clean. It was a killer bike. We didn't yeah. have any DNFs that weren't fluke deals, really either. Right. You know, right. I mean, the bike held together. Two hundred seventy pounds, though. <laughs> it was gnarly. Yeah, it was crazy. It was just, uh, you know, one of those things. Yeah. You just, Ride what's underneath you. Right, right. So the KTM deal was was uh, was good for you though overall. I mean, like you it said, you're really getting a paycheck. Good. I won yeah. three Western four stroke championships. I had to beat um, first year I had to beat Mike Young. He was tough. Next year I had to beat Kalos. Yeah, Sean could always ride. He was on the Husaberg, beat me a couple times straight up, and but pretty much was dominating. And then in '98 I had to beat Schnell, but I moved to Husaberg in '98 for the four stroke nationals. Oh, they put you on a Husaberg. Yeah. They put me on a bird, yeah, and I rode the whole national season on that thing and won the title, and then rode Washougal that year, and I was <clears throat> I got eighth in the second moto on it, but the first moto I was in fifth for over half the moto, keeping up on the Husaberg four stroke, mm-hmm. and uh, I was jumping up the uphill, and I landed super hard where Kennard broke a steamer right there. Yeah, it was just a flat land jump, and I landed super hard, and the carburetor fell off the bike. <laughs> right out of the, of the intake boot. I've been there. Brr, yeah. You know, it just bogs to a stop. I look down, I'm like, oh, no. Because yeah. we were wiring them in with safety wire, right. wiring them forward yep. and up so they wouldn't move. It was just, you're yeah. learning four strokes then. And we were so doing that was it. super bummer, you know, and maybe get a good finish, you know, up front and with competing with guys. But that's all right. I think I had two top tens in the Nationals that year on the 250, and yeah. that was a pretty good year. You know, I ended up with, 35, which was my lowest number, and uh, I still, I don't even think I did half the races that year. 
you know, right. half the points paying races. So that was a good year. I did pretty good, I think. Yeah, funny how that works, right? With, you know? uh, like, no pressure or sort of, you know, you're near the end of your career and you're on a KTM, yep. but you, you just end up doing the best. Yep. And I did, actually did the Nationals, just me and Hagsat, out of my little white trailer because KTM that year just didn't want me to do Nationals in 98. Oh, they didn't? Uh-huh. And No, so I took my race bike, Mullen sent it up, and had my practice bike, and I did it good, though. I did it. I had places to stay, and I did it quality. We had a motorhome and stuff. I mean, it was, I did it probably smarter than I'd ever did it, you know? Right. It was right. on a bike I loved, and I did, I had fun, you know? Yeah. Had a good time, got some results, and the next year, they didn't, we were thinking Supercross again, and 99 just wasn't good for me. I just uh, didn't gel with the PDS shock. We broke two of them, uh-huh. broke swing arms. I just kind of scared, and yeah. I quit. Yeah. Supercross. That was it. Anaheim, 99 time. Don't want to ride him anymore. <laughs> and uh, probably early, probably could have rode Supercross a couple more years on a bike that I gelled with, but it wasn't the bike, you know. Yeah. It was me, too. I was just spooked, you know. Going over the triples with guys that get a bad start. and it, I mean, a lot of people don't know what it's like to get in there and get in the mix, you know, and hit the jumps. Just yeah. tape yeah. right out of the gate. You right. know? It's not yeah. really sport. And you're starting nothing to, like Supercross. You're starting, to, you're starting to get older too, and these kids are starting to get right. you know, they're dumber, like you were back in the they day. Are, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, and they're all just going haywire, right. you know. And that's right. the way it is. They're just all going for broke. And I had two year. I had a two year old. I had my got married in '96. Uh-huh. My wife of this, you know, and had the baby right away. And uh, I, you know, you start thinking a little bit yeah what you want to be doing and what's going on and but i had a great time the whole time with ktm they took really good care of me mm-hmm. selvarage nariana was in my corner and making me feel super good they kept me on the team i did a bunch of arena crosses that year uh-huh. and i uh, got a bunch of seconds and thirds and battled with Antonez and felt comfortable in that series like mm-hmm. right away yeah and then shattered my foot you know yeah, like yeah. just for no reason. You know, just little injuries, too. I had a lot of injury bugs. I haven't said much about it. All pros do. Yeah. But I had injuries that were just, they weren't from riding over your head cartwheel, and they were just, yeah. you know, impact injuries that, the kind that suck, you know, the kind that, like, oh, I'm right. hurt from doing nothing, you yeah. know? Yeah. But that happens a lot. I mean, there's so much of that goes on in this sport that you see all the injuries that happen this year. We get back to that. Wow. It happened to all kinds of people. It happens all the time. And, and, and it even happens to guys that, that aren't telling anybody about it, and they're dealing with it race right. to race. You know what I mean? Never mind. I mean, at the end of up. the day, they can try to soften the sport, and people can, you know, whatever. And we are in control right. of what we do. We're not evil Knievel out there just yeah. going crazy. And it's all calculated. And But we're still racing dirt bikes, and we're going as fast as we think we can go yeah. down every straightaway, through every corner. Fastest guy wins, right? It's full competition. It's like a running race. But with, you know, 98% more <laughs> chance of injury, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> at yeah. any time. And when you wad it up, like Carmichael and those guys say, you hit the dirt. Yeah. And you hit it hard sometimes. Well, Sometimes you bounce, sometimes you don't. Sometimes, you know, you get lucky. It's just uh, you know, it's a gnarly sport. Yeah, near, near the end of me working for Ferry, you know, he told me on more than a few occasions, I don't want to hit the ground. I, I, if, I can, nope. if I can do this section 20 times <laughs> this way, <laughs> And and or I can do it ten one way, that's scarier. I'm doing it the twenty way because I know I can do twenty laps. But yep. you know, like I just don't want to hit the ground anymore. He flat out would tell no. me that here and there. You know, he's it's, it's gnarly. I yeah. mean, it's just even that's like ten years ago. Is oh, I quit in '99. Yeah, 
now I'm 41, and the ground still feels the same hard <laughs> as it gets. You know what I mean? So when, you just don't want to do it. When you uh, when you packed it up uh, at Washougal, uh, did you know that was it? Did you kind of? Well, it was it. It was at uh, Anaheim when I packed. Well, no. not, you mean the last national? Yeah, the last national, like the. Well, yeah. yeah. You know what? I started doing off road oh, okay. full time. I in O. I don't like, remember that. I went to Canada and raced. You know, I still race nationals. You know, at Marini Suzuki in 2000, you know, and you yeah. just go through those years. And anyway, yeah, when I packed it up, I knew it was done because I didn't, I rode the wrong bike that year, got bummed out, made the main on the little bike yeah. at 35 years old, whatever, right, 34. Right. It was like, that was cool, yeah. you know, and, but that was a waste of time, the motos. Those kids were going way too fast for yeah. me. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were just, I wasn't going to ever do that again on a little bike. <laughs> yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd already been in my second year or third year of doing the work series and off-road racing and yeah. had won nationals at that level and really liked to transition over to that. But you'll never not want to be a motocrosser. Right, right. I don't care. I mean, talk to Ricky Dietrich, okay? Yeah. yeah. Wants to mo- That's why he gave up everything. He just motocross is the – and supercross, but motocross more or less is just yeah. – it's the coolest way to ride a dirt bike. Did you, did you make any is. money doing that work stuff? Did it pay? Yeah, I paid yeah. it. Yeah. I got Team Green Ride, you know, the first year right. was not much, you know, privateering it right out of the gate. Right. And then it paid decent, you know, and, you know, you just work those deals, and, and it paid a lot better than I thought it was going to pay. I got into that at the right time right. to get start getting some money, you know, but I was older, so it didn't last long, you know. Yeah. Made a, you know, never finished fifth, worse than fifth in the series, except for the year I had knee surgery and, you know, it was always in there, getting right. podiums and, and doing good. Hard to uh, hard to focus for two hours? Like, hard to, like, yeah. keep it going? Yeah. yeah. It is, you know. And, but I went into it with the mentality of just getting in good enough shape to pin it almost the whole time. Right. So I went in there with that attitude. And after a while, you just, when you get older, you just can't do that. You have to come up with a strategy. And <laughs> you have to ride different, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, you have to get into a cadence, like a 90% yeah. fast pace. Right, right. Because you got to save something for the last half hour. Yeah, you know, twenty five, thirty minutes, and it's it's a fun way to transition over. You gotta, it's gnarly too, though. You know, you think it's gonna be the easy money, and you'll yeah. just whoop up on them. And those guys are super good, and the tracks get rough, and they're tough, and it's a battle too. You know? Yeah, I've I've been to a couple of them. They're they're yeah. There's nothing to laugh <laughs> about those. No way. No, nope, you know? it's an endurance sport too. You know? No doubt. Uh, well, hey man, uh, thanks uh, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Um, uh, hey, I appreciate it. You know, this yeah. has been been cool to get to talk and, and uh go down memory lane like you that's yeah memory lane and you know I, I check every week and i keep up on it and right i definitely would like to be out there you know it's, doing something or being involved with the nationals or being somewhere around it you know now that my kids are older maybe i could get away and, yeah, and get back into the sport doing something fun well you, you have know, a lot so. of connections you know what i mean a lot, of, a lot of people i think uh know you you're you were always cool to everybody you know what i mean like you weren't sure. one of those guys so it should no. be should be easy no. for you to do, and honestly, when I look when I looked up your results, I wanted to do one of these with you for a while, and then when I looked up your results, you were better than I remember. That's for sure. I'm like, wow, Lance <laughs> had some really good results like before my time. You know, uh, I started Thanks, being a mechanic cool. in '95, and I knew you'd top ten some races, but I didn't know you'd top ten that many times. Yeah, and th- and yeah. in 125 Supercross, in 500 Nationals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, and that's weird because it was just what you what I did. You know, it wasn't yeah. like. I don't know. I think maybe that that's why I really felt like I should have had more support back in the early days. But at the same time, that's just, I felt like I belonged there right out of the gate. And I think that's a lot of racing, right, you know, right. feeling like you can keep up and mental, 
Yeah. It's mental at that point of the race of the eight guys that are almost the same, you know? And and also too, yeah, like not, yeah. not getting like going back to my buddy, Daryl Martins, he, he did the 500 nationals in 92. Yep. Um, yep. probably with you. I don't know if you did them. Yeah. 92, you did them. Yeah. And he yeah, was, I remember Daryl there. He did good. Yeah. He, he was 12th or 13th in the series at one point after Millville, he'd finished just outside the top 10, but he told me like, I would be out there with Matasevich and be like, Holy shit. I'm with Matasevich. Wow. Ray Soma, yep. Rich Taylor. I don't, I don't belong yep. with these guys. And, you know, like you said, part of the attitude is like, yeah, I do belong with these guys. Yeah, you know? and that's it. A lot of guys are that way. And there'd be guys that could keep up with me locally some days. Yeah. We'd go to a national, they'd be 23rd. Yeah. I'd be 8th or 10th or 12th. I'm in the mix. I'm yeah. with, I belong with those guys. Right. They'd be back there just happy to be in the main, doing the jumps, you know. And yeah. I wanted more, you know. And you just, you know, that's, that builds a racer. You know, I'm a racer. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Did you ever, like, try to uh, hook up with, like, a top factory guy and, and follow him around for a little bit? Did you ever get buddies with any of those guys really good? Uh, not really, you no. know, the guys that were racing after me, you mean, like that, or the or, guys, No, like, I mean, the guys trainer, during or... your time. Yeah, like, you know, you got, like, a Stanton hooking up with RJ or, you know what I mean, or whatever. I, you know, like... I never really thought of it like that, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I hooked up with Kyle. That was the closest, you know, and we were competitors against each other, right. you know, but he helped me out on just how to set bikes up and uh-huh. different things like that that I overlooked. But, yeah, that would have been cool. The only guy I really did hook up with that helped me so young was, like I said, Eric Eaton. Eric Eaton right. And he right. was just done. Yeah. But he was still super fast, faster than me the first two, three years I was pro. Yeah. And he wasn't even racing, <laughs> you know, right, right, so that right. was super cool, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. and that helped a bunch, you know, just to get me lined out on, on things to do. But. Right. I think if kids can do that, look what, you know, it's happening today. Yeah, no, absolutely. Up with that better rider, and, man, they're going to, you can, if you can open your mind and sponge off them, yep. do it. All right. You know? Um, well said. Well, hey, Lance Smale, thank you for doing the uh, BTOsports.com RacerX podcast show. Uh, very interesting talk. Uh, um, I think you had a good career, and it sounds like you're having, you're doing well afterwards. So, that, so that's cool. Uh, thanks for doing it, man. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Steve. Appreciate it. All right. Anytime. See you, man. Yeah. See you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Steve Mathis Show. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix.